Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk presented by Theo in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there is an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me A Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip that's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymecoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep Block Talk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. Two weeks yielded two big power moves at Tribal. Season 42? Shaken up for a fantastic ending. So who's in the driver's seat to the finale? It is time to find out as we discuss all things Survivor 42. And joining me on the week on the recap this week is Cray. How are you? Hello, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to have you. Now, listeners, you probably are like, what the hell is going on with your voice? And I'm like, I don't know either. Uh, I'm on the tail end of allergies. This is the second straight episode where I sound like crap. Um, as someone said, it's your non-sexy, sexy voice. We're going to get through it. We're going to get through it. We might just have to lower the octave. My men might excitement a little bit. Hey, I still think you sound incredibly sexy. Thank you. Uh, so listeners, apologies for no episode 10 recap. I was in LA. I was a little busy. So there's no way for me to um, do that. God, I missed a good episode to recap. Last week was good. God damn it. Am, am I supposed to say something in response to that? I mean, it was a good episode. I mean, uh, we lost Rhea, which I'm fine with. And we had... Yes, um, yes. Well, when you said when you said by... last week, I'm sorry, I completely blanked. I was like, we're talking about this week. And yes, the Drea boot was quite, especially tribal, quite the moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it was bound to happen. You knew there was no way she was making it to the end. Um, so it was just, it was going to be fun to see how she got knocked out. Um, and the do or die, I'm glad that we got it one more time because I hope we never get it again. I agree with you 100% on that. Um, yeah, I agree. I think Drea was, uh, you know, so advantage heavy and everyone knew she was so advantage heavy. It's not like she yeah. kept it a secret. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, what a, that was good. And um, Lindsay with the do or die, I agree. I can we just please not anymore ever again? No more. Ever. Well, Jack, that's a good please. thing about doing. <laughs> doing these back-to-back seasons these they're not going to be surprises anymore so get rid of them they're fine you want to bring them back in like 10 years fine sure we're we're, we're good right now we're good. We're, good. we're good so since this is your first time on a survivor recap with me i want the listeners to know a little bit about your um entry into survivor when did you start watching oh my goodness when did i start watching um 2018 um i am so I'm 25. And so the show came out originally before I was born. So it's like, I'm not like a day one fan, but uh, my friend, my, my very good friend, Alex, he got me into big brother first. And I was like, and he was like, you need to watch survivor too. You need to watch survivor. And I was like, okay, I'll watch survivor. Um, but I was still getting caught up on all the seasons of big brother. And obviously big brother is so much more obtuse of a show generally with like the length of time (laughs) and so one day he literally messaged me this is back before zoom and discord he messaged me on skype and spoiled every season of big brother for me and said great now because i don't like watching shows when i know who wins i find it a bit uninteresting and he spoiled every season of big brother and was like now you have to watch survival with me (laughs) and so the first season i watched was Kagiyan. He introduced me in Kagiyan. Um and the but the first season I watched live was Second Chances. Um so obviously that being said I had to previously go back and watch every single season of people that were on Second Chances. Sure. Um but yeah I watched Second Chances for the first time live. Um was very happy with it. And but yeah Kagiyan very good. I think it's like probably the number one intro season for people looking to start watching survivor i would agree i think it's a very um strong cast good gameplay um 
the only trouble is if people think that's how winners usually work, you're not, it was a unicorn. Exactly. You're never going to see it again. <laughs> yeah. It does it again, but um, totally makes sense. Do you have a favorite all-time player? Oh my gosh. I thought we were just going to recap the episode. Now you're getting into my personal opinions. <laughs> um, my, I mean, it's going to sound terrible. I love Sandra. I think I Nothing really do think that, that she, like I really think she kind of encompasses like people will say she's terrible and she like is a goat and all that but like she was the yeah, greatest of all time person. she won tw- yeah exactly exactly but like she literally made it to final travel council twice in a row and won pretty um what's the word I'm looking for like substantially both yeah. times like obviously the first time against Lil fucking Tawana didn't want to vote for her but um I mean and then against Parvati another close goat um greatest of all time but like then one against Parvati and I mean Russell I don't like him but like I don't see how you can't consider her like an absolute legend I really don't agree like if there really was an Mount Rushmore of Survivor she'd be on it Oh, of course. She'd probably be the first person carved in and she'd be doing the carving because she's actually paying attention and like she's really weaving a game every time she plays. I mean, look at her on on, uh, not Island of the Idols, um, you know, Game Changers with like the the incident with (laughs) with Michaela and the sugar and JT um, and also an Australian survivor like she was like in every game she played she wasn't a goat she was making moves and making decisions for other people and it was clear right so season 42 we're almost at the end um it's a good season i'm really enjoying it i agree i i think it's a i think season 41 got a lot of flack because it was the first season back quote unquote back after right during the COVID era um but I think 42, I, first of all, I think 42 has a, a really dynamic cast that makes it, I think, better than 41 in the casting mm-hmm. area. But it's also shown us a lot of really good moves and a lot of really good gameplay adapting to the 26-day format, all the twists, all that jazz. Yeah, it's it's also because we've seen all the twists last season, we're able to focus on the characters more. And it's a really, as you said, it's a good cast. It's really good. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I'd like, I, it, it becomes difficult with, um, be, like it's 26 days now, but with the way the editing has worked, especially um, for the episodes themselves, like we don't get an intro anymore. Everything is so condensed. I think mm-hmm. that the editing has been able to provide us with enough information that we need as a, as a fan base to, to see all the goings on without like yeah. going over the top. Like if you watch Australian Survivor, you know, they get three episodes a week. It's full right. of everything. Uh, like we get a really condensed 46 minutes so that it's not even like with an intro. And 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 yet I still think we're getting a very good understanding of, of the, what's happening in the game itself. Absolutely. Well, let's dive into this episode. The tribal was wild and Lindsay is happy. She is still here with all of them. To Lindsay, it was the best tribal ever, and she can't believe she picked the right box, with Drea incorrectly using her advantage, yielding a great play. Now, Lindsay's amulet is a hidden immunity idol that she needs to play at six. She says it must be used at six, and she plans on using it. For her, it's a win-win. Obviously, the editors keep this in because they're like, ha, 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 keep this in mind. She's going to be making a dumb move later. Oh, yes. I, I, and I'm like, I, like I said, I have some notes here on the episode, but I put in boldface at the bottom main question. Why did Lindsay not play her idol? I don't get it. (laughs) Yeah. There may be a reason and we'll get to it in a little bit, but I still don't agree with it. I understand what she was saying, but we'll, we'll, we'll get there. But Omar says it went perfectly and he wanted to, to unleash his evil laugh and speaking of that he's being hounded by mike who rightly wants his idol back but you could see that omer is going on a bit of a power trip which is a sign for what's to come later um i didn't think he was gonna give it back i thought he was gonna be like let's wait till the morning let's wait till the morning and be one of those players be like um oops i forgot it i left it somewhere yeah well the 
that's another trick of the editing is that they're they're now showing us stuff that like has happened but they're showing it to us like at tribal or after tribal right. like like omar giving back the idol like we didn't see him do that in the show prior to him discussing it in the next episode and so right. like we don't have this information in front of us but i agree and i also agree with omar going on a bit of a, a power trip he loves the fact that he's gotten credit for this uh for this move and for mm -hmm. that like he's sitting in a nice spot and i also think that mike is continuing to display what I think is like, Mike is like, oh, I'm with you. I trust you. I'm with you a hundred percent. And then we'll immediately go to the next person and tell them like, I'm willing to cut them if I need to. Like he's displaying. Yeah, I, I, I think, think it's relatively poor game. Hypocrisy from, the hypocrisy of Mike is really fun for me to watch because I know people like that who are like, oh my God, I'm so loyal. And I'm like, no, you're not. You tell me this shit about other people you're going to do to them. Uh-uh. And that's what I enjoy about that because, like, there are enough people onto him at this point. But for now, Omer is Mike's savior, and he wants to pull Mike and Jonathan apart so he can make a clean sweep when he needs to get one of them out. But Mike believes that Omer is too afraid to bring him to the final because he's too likable. So he's going to do what comes naturally. He is going to cut Omer loose. And again, I'm like, sometimes there's delusion, and that's what Mike is showing here. Are you too likable? I don't know. Yeah, are you, is Mike too likable or is Omar? Yeah, too I don't think so. I don't think Mike is that likable. I think I think Mike very much genuinely, and I mean this almost like in a very nice like a uh, oh bless your heart kind of way. Like I think Mike thinks he's likable. Like yes, in in Boy. actuality, I think he's probably a bit more like like you listen to him talk and you're like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then as soon as he walks away, you're like. Mm -hmm. Like, he's not that likable necessarily, yeah. at least in comparison to the other players that are there. Because I think everyone is a bit likable to a degree. I think Mike's thing is he's definitely living a life where he's used to being the alpha male. And now he's on Survivor where his alpha male status has been knocked down a couple pegs. And he's trying to adjust while still saving his pride. Agree. And also, I don't, I mean, not that he thinks in any kind of misogynistic, sexist way, but like his alpha male status has honestly been knocked down by Lindsay, who is an right. alpha female. <laughs> so like, you know, he's, he's definitely in an environment where he thought he would be in a different position than he is and is generously overcompensating for it. Now, morning comes and Mike will chat with Marianne where he tells her that he believes that Omar is going to cut him. He trusts her and tells her that tells her this as he believes maybe he'll go against her too. Marianne's only thing is her loyalty to Omar since day one. And Michael's like, yeah, but like he's been my number one since the merge. So how can he be both? She's not that dumb. She is aware of what you're trying to do here. Oh, of course. Of course. If, if like I was getting a little bit, um, not concerned because like I really I genuinely don't care if like a woman wins or a man wins but like when there were two women left at final six like I, like I always like it when there's like three and three and then two and two you know parsing it down that way but like it genuinely seems like the men on the show this season specifically um are not necessarily like thinking less of the women but they are really underestimating their intellectual capacity like Lindsay has shown us multiple times how on the pulse of the game she is. And Marianne, especially this week, has has really shown like her mental acuity with with understanding what's going on in the game. And so for them to like casually have offhand conversations about like like how they want to run this game and not understanding the social dynamics of it when the women clearly, Marianne and Lindsay obviously, have a very clear understanding of it is very... <laughs> It's frustrating to watch as a viewer, honestly, because like we know that they have this understanding. Exactly. Now, Marianne knows Mike is right that Omer went from a caterpillar to butterfly and there is no way she can beat him. But there always comes a time when you have to do something with the people you can trust, but they can beat you. Miss Loose Lips going to reveal to Mike that she has an extra vote. And he's like, oh, do what you need to do with it. But internally, he's like, this is going to work perfect for my plan. Marianne loves and trusts Omer, but if she doesn't make a move, she will not win, and that terrifies her. So Mike is going to tell Omer and company that Mike thinks it's him and he's super paranoid, planting the seed that he might play his idol. But the discussion turns to how Jonathan cannot win immunity here. Lindsay's plan is to get rid of Jonathan as he's her nemesis when it comes down to the challenge threats. 
Now we're going to see our buddy bros, um, Mike and Jonathan, discuss putting their plan into play, where Mike says he spoke to Marianne when he woke up. He says she can't promise yet, but they hope that she can keep her mouth shut with a potential plan. They're not as misogynistic as our friends from last season. No. Danny no the people the who say that... Well, yeah. And I like I really liked Danny up until <laughs> you know, up until everything. But um I called I used to call them the D and D misogyny factory. <laughs> no, it's 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 t- to me what stands out the most is it's not like they're it's not like like Mike and Deshaun and cause let's be like if we can be a little honest and catty here, they're not including mm-hmm. Romeo in this nice little misogyny conversation because Romeo is LGBT and they're honestly including women with LGBT people. Let's be completely clear about that here. Um, mm-hmm. But like they're, they, the thing, the thing is what's, what's nice to me this season is we're getting very clear coverage as viewers that these guys are completely off base. And yes. what gets me the most with Mike is like, yes, as we said, his overconfidence, his his ability to think that he's somehow in charge of everything. And when Marianne is telling him a plan and Mike is just thinking, oh, will Marianne do this, will Marianne do that? She needs to keep her mouth shut, whatever. Like he's not realizing that Marianne is literally running the show right now, especially after this week we've seen. So like, right. I just don't, I just don't get what the hell your problem is, honestly. Um, what uh, I was gonna say something about uh, yeah how how Marianne mentioned caterpillar to butterfly very nice game changers reference there she drew mm-hmm. back on a previous season love it queen um, but like if metamorphosis is the word of the season like we've seen like if if, if Mike's concern or anyone else's concern is Marianne not keeping her mouth shut she's clearly shown that she can quote unquote keep her mouth shut right and still direct plans in her direction so well meanwhile the target of the day omer walks up on mike and jonathan discussing their plan but he's not too keen on knowing what the topic is because he doesn't think it's him he thinks everything's is fine in his world but jonathan says he doesn't trust Lindsay and omer and they both don't see it as he sees that he believes they're working closely together but like they're not really working together. He's just butt hurt. He's a butt hurt bitch boy. Yeah, I, I would say with 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 Omar especially Omar, at least in the last two or so episodes, he's gotten, he's gotten that personality like. I am kind of running this thing, but nobody knows I'm running this thing. But in actuality, everyone knows you're trying to run this thing. Right. And so, like, it, it, his cockiness honestly kind of I think got in the way and you know in his is in his discussions with other people especially like as we saw post last tribal post Drea tribal um like when he, he was sitting at camp um with Mike the night of the tribal afterward and Mike was saying oh like like did you did you see the jury they jumped and 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 that's because of you that's the credit you got and Omar was sitting there like happy <laughs> as happy as he could be because he knew that like yeah and and genuinely he did deserve the credit for that like he did a lot of he did a lot of the legwork for it at the same time you don't really want to go into the next tribal with that on your back because that's what's going to stand out well and that's been the trend of this season is once you make a big move that next tribal you're gone Exactly. And that's re- very reminiscent of Christy Bennett in the first season of Australian Survivor, first recent right. season, where she said, if like at tr- Final Tribal, when she won pretty much in a landslide, um, everyone who made a big move got voted out straight away after. You yeah. don't want to do it. And I think that kind of leads in, and I don't want to get up too off the timeline here, but um, with Lindsay not playing her idol and saying that she didn't want to make a flashy move in front of people. I don't think it would be that flashy when you have immunity to play an idol for your ally who you already don't think is going home. Like you didn't think right. Omar was going home. So it's not that flashy. If you knew right. he was going home, it'd be flashy, but so it, there's a disconnect there for me, but that's, you know, a bit tangential. <laughs> well, Jonathan has decided that this is as far as the Taku four will go. It's time to break up. Bye-bye. We got a reward challenge, and in this challenge, they have to spin to unspool a coil of rope 
make their way through a series of obstacles to collect a key, and then solve a block puzzle. First to finish will win their choice of grilled chicken and veggies or chocolate cake and cookies. How would you do in this challenge? Terrible. Um, I hate getting dizzy and getting nauseous. I absolutely despise it. Um, so I know I would do terribly, but I honestly know that I would do probably worse than Marianne, who just seemed to be there for a good time. <laughs> oh, at the start she fully the- is. Well, she is. And I think I think that at the start of that challenge, she was like, I'm not going to win this. Let's just have fun because she was just smiling the whole time and then ended up coming in second, basically. But well, literally, I mean, my note says it's off to the races and Marianne is committed to fun. She falls and smiles. And I'm like, that's the attitude I need when I grow up. I need to yeah, have that it, <laughs> I, I, like channeling very like I'm going to start saying channeling Marianne energy. <laughs> literally. Jonathan and Lindsay are up front with Marianne close behind until she gets to the beam and she's done. She can't unspin or reverse her dizziness. Um, it was a little bit of a dodo edit for her in this moment, but it was it was endearing because I feel like in a way that's all of us. Yeah. And also, I mean, like, and maybe this is me hyperanalyzing stuff, but like, I feel like Marianne in that challenge specifically genuinely did not give a single solitary fuck about winning i think she was there for the fun because i think that she recognized that that reward wasn't going to be the thing that made her break her her game if she needed it to like you know there's always immunity there's her idol that she just found last week like so you know having a positive attitude and kind of weaving around with it was quite literally um was beneficial for her and also at the end of the day she got taken so it doesn't really matter much now when we get to the balance beam we're going to watch Lindsay use the rope to help her balance and it's like that's a good strategy future players do that next time eventually we're going to get to the puzzle which is the equalizer and jeff is going to have us listen to the sounds of the challenge this was essentially a bit from curb your enthusiasm because the music was kind of like silly why why what is jeff doing is he just running out of things to say I have no idea. I wrote that down myself. Um, let me see exactly what I wrote down here. Um, set, quote unquote, sounds of the challenge was actually kind of annoying. Um, like, like I was like, if you really want to do it, take out all of the underscoring and let's hear the sounds of the challenge and be like, okay, Survivor's yeah. weird without music. Yeah, and also like, it's, I, I think... <laughs> And you'll like you'll know this as someone who watches a lot of reality TV, reality little reality TV as well. It's like you're already throwing so much new stuff at us. Don't throw new sound effects and and exactly. and like new sound quote unquote trends, I guess, at us. Like we get it. They're puzzle pieces hitting against each other. Why do you need to like emphasize this? Because it's not like it pointed out anyone in particular's like gameplay. It did nothing for the storyline. It was quite literally just Jeff and the production team trying to throw something new at us once again to quote unquote relate to us. Like, (laughs) what was the point? Well, Marianne was in the lead, but it's Omar who sneaks up right behind her and ends up winning the challenge. He is confident and he's going to finally win a reward. I was a bit surprised, but good for him. Yeah, I, you know, uh, I, I, again, back to like the editing thing with like the whole thing with Omar's niece, go Omar's niece, Hannah, love it. Um, but, you know, it, a lot of it just felt so like forced upon us. And like, I'm glad Omar got a reward, especially because he went home right after. But um, it, it, it it was just a bit much in my opinion like the it puzzles was... are supposed to be hard and everyone thinks the puzzles on the survive especially when you're watching as a fan like you think like i could solve that and omar literally said pretty much the same thing like i thought the puzzle would be yeah. easier yeah but you're 23 days in you're starving like of course it's mm-hmm. gonna be hard like it just felt all of it with him felt a bit much but i guess it kind of makes sense because he went home so yeah well, as you mentioned, uh, we get, do get a little bit about his niece, Hannah, who um, he's trying to encourage to take risks. And Jeff's going to say, I'm going to take this moment to talk to all the future Survivor players. Again, I hit it. I'm done. I hit it every single time. He does I wrote, I, I wrote stop, that down. Stop. I wrote I wrote that down. Let me see. I just says, can't wait for Je- a legacy Jeff, lo- <laughs> Jeff looking to recruit eight-year-old survivors. 
I really want the season where we go back in time to all those original reunions and we see Jeff talking to the kids in the, the audience, the feature survivor players. I want them all on one season and to see how good it shit be. they are. <laughs> well, yeah, they're exactly. They're gonna be shit. Um, I'd be one of so, them because I've been applying for years, but <laughs> I've not applied yet. I, I I definitely am like, I will take air conditioning over. Um, That's the thing. I kind of want to play just to get, just be mayor of Ponderosa and spend the week. Exactly. <laughs> well, it is time to give Omer a choice. Sustenance or decadence. Now, before we know what the rules of it are, which would you pick? Sustenance. I would pick sustenance. I think I would pick the thing is having had no experience really with camping or being not that they're camping, but like being outdoors in a long period for a long period of time in terrible weather. I think long term, if I was playing Survivor, I'd want sustenance. Yeah. He's gonna pick decadence because it allows him to pick three people to go with him. Sustenance was only gonna give him two. So he's gonna select. Sugar with his friends Romeo, Marianne, and Mike leaving Lindsay and Jonathan alone at the beach, which honestly was a smart strategic move because there are clear cracks between the two of them, but they're still technically an alliance. So there's nothing new that's going to form out of this. Yeah, I, uh, um, I, I genuinely believe Omar had like the best of intentions with choosing sustenance because it provided an extra person. Like I genuinely think if yeah. it were up to him, like, I think if you, I honestly think if he were given the choice of like giving up his own reward to feed everyone else, he would do it. Um, like I think Absolutely. he's that kind of guy, but um, I, I also, I also think that not choosing Jonathan and Lindsay was a very smart move because there have been, there's been so much evidence that they are pretty much never going to line up on the same kind of plan. And so leaving them together alone at camp was never going to cause any problems for exactly. Omar and his alliance. But he, what he didn't know was that picking Marianne and bringing her along and she was the one that caused all the problems with his alliance. Exactly. So a smart move, but not the right one in the long term, potentially. Exactly. Well, short term. For well, him, Omar... But- Omar and the sweet kids head to their suites on the beach and they all go for the cookies first. I understand I'd probably do the cookie first. Um, or I would take the cookie and go dip right into the cake. Uh, yeah, I like I, I enjoy Make it a cookie the, spoon. Uh, fair. Um, I, I noticed um, well not, that was post war. Let me see. Sorry. <laughs> um like uh what stood out to me the most with uh with the post challenge reward scene was that we got to see we got to see Romeo make a couple of comments in the group but we never saw a confessional from Romeo and i was like it continues never. his trend of having pretty much zero confessionals all season <laughs> um yeah, to the well, point I- where it was almost more noticeable that we saw that he didn't get one than him not having them at all if that yeah. makes sense Mike is very happy for Romeo. Mike is one of those people who can separate life and game because he, he can see that the dude needs food. And now Romeo is back from the dead. But Omer knows that Jonathan is gassed. Lindsay chose him for the other one, but he was just trying to be fair here. Meanwhile, he's going to tell us that Mike and Jonathan are open, are open targets and leaving Jonathan in camp will give him less strength in the next community challenge. Speaking of, Jonathan will ask Lindsay if she believes Omer's reasoning. And she says she's not bitter at all. She understands. And clearly Jonathan does not. And this is more proof that he's not a good person. Yeah. Um, I, had, I had also written something down about that, but uh, to, to get to the base of it, like it's another example of how, and uh, not including Omar, who's now gone, but like Mike, Jonathan, Rome, I would say Romeo, but we never hear from Romeo. So I wouldn't know. Um, Mike and Jonathan, especially they, uh, they, they will have a conversation with a woman on this show, aka Lindsay and Marianne, and then make a confessional about it and clearly have not understood the result of that. Lindsay, she literally said and shook her head while she was eating at the fire, was like, I'm not bitter at all. Jonathan did not seem to understand that. And it was like, dude, you're in the wrong place here, but he's going to continue thinking that he's in the right place and try and use it as like a wedge to get into breaking up an alliance and, 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 and 
planning a vote and it's <laughs> it's just it's almost like you want to you, you can't look it's like a car crash you can't look away it's like mm-hmm. you're not in the right place dude <laughs> well jonathan thinks omar is going to get them all comfortable then have have them blindside Mike and Lindsay will say she doesn't get confirmation on that, but she would assume that would be the plan. Jonathan thinks they are trying to fool each other, but he doesn't think she wants to vote for Mike, but for him, they're just trying to get each other comfortable as well. But Lindsay thinks it's great that Jonathan thinks Mike is going to go home because people want him out first. The real challenge will be if Jonathan wins immunity, then Mike has to be the target. Lindsay's going to tell Mike that it has to be Jonathan and Mike just wants to confirm that he's safe. She says yes, as long as Jonathan cannot win. Mike's gut here is that Omar is gunning for him, and she's telling him that he's a big threat and will tell him if he needs to use his idol, which I thought was interesting because I think she really wants Jonathan out so badly that she was she would willing be willing to save Mike to get Jonathan out. Yeah, I don't like I I honestly don't think we're seeing I like <laughs> And this I is the first I, episode where Lindsay's gameplay has been bad. Every other time this season she spoke about gameplay, she's yeah. always been right. Yeah, and and like the thing is, like if if Lindsay if Lindsay had more visibility with a lot of the way that she's aligned her strategic thinking, I really I'd like put her up there as like, come on, Lindsay's got to win this thing. But like I don't first, of all, I I don't get that. I don't I don't get why she didn't play her idol this episode for somebody else, but. I do also don't think that we as viewers are seeing, and, and maybe I'm wrong here, but how much Lindsay genuinely does not like Jonathan. Like we're seeing them kind of back and forth, like on separate sides and in different alliances. If I had to guess, I honestly think Lindsay hates Jonathan and would I vote would him agree. out. It, and would vote him out if it meant she was guaranteed to go next. Because I really don't think that she likes Jonathan. And I think... Mike being so genuine as he was like, look, I just need to know if I'm safe. If I'm not like, I get it. It's okay. Kind of. That's the vibe I was getting. Like it seemed like Lindsay was holding, at least from a viewer's perspective, was holding a lot of cards to her chest this episode. Yeah. Now Mike has a click in his head that now that Dre is gone, Lindsay's amulet is now an idol and she has to use it as dry bulb. So Mike's going to tell Jonathan Marianne that Lindsay has an idol. Jonathan is not too pleased, but honestly, it's because he didn't know. Mike is aware that if Lindsay wins immunity, she can give the Omar the idol, make him safe too, which will put a damper on his plans. But when Mike tells Marianne about Lindsay's idol, she is aware that she could be a target next. Oh, but she has two votes. So she will make a deal with her to save him to get to final five and he will get the vote to final four. They're going to be the age bookends, as she says. But Marianne reminds us that she already has an idol. She's double safe, so she is on with the plan for Omer. But she did have no idea about Lindsay's immunity idol, and Mike makes sure Marianne might feel hurt as she was out of the loop. She thought they were close, but she might be a sacrificial lamb to her. I will say, there are moments in Mike's social game that he is good. This was one of them. He knew how to play with Marianne's emotions. Absolutely. And I think Marianne is probably the best player to play that kind of game with out of everyone right left, because I think she's very, I, I, I don't want to use the word susceptible. That sounds condescending, but um, perceptive of, of the emotions of other people. Like if um, Omer was the one to tell Marianne that Lindsay had an idol, I don't think he would have hurt as much as it did coming from Mike because Mike shouldn't have been an ally to Lindsay. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely, 100%. Um, And Marianne, you know, I think Marianne has grown a lot from, like, from, you know, six episodes ago or whatever, where where she was playing hot or cold, where's your water canteen with Jonathan at the camp. I think we've seen her grow emotionally as a player um, a lot in those, in that time. And I think that Mike picking up on on exactly how to work with Marianne. And I mean that nicely, Marianne, I promise. Um, <laughs> like how to work with her and her personality. Um, I think that that definitely benefited him this episode. Absolutely. Um, and clearly because she was, you know, confident in 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 keeping him in him and Romeo in the loop of of doing the three two two split. Um, which we'll get to, I know, but whew, what a move. <laughs> so it's time for immunity and Jonathan is immune no more 
more as Unity is back up for grabs. In this challenge, they will race through a series of obstacles, collect a series of puzzle steps to build a staircase. They will maneuver a bag of balls and then land two balls in a table maze. How would you do in this challenge? How would I do in this challenge? Um, I always I always watch the table maze challenges, and I think. I'm going to nail that one. Um, <laughs> but of course, I'm sitting here fully fed and not 23 days into a, a game on an island in Fiji. Um, I, I, I wrote this down because I love that they've introduced this, this uh, new challenge slash challenge part of, I call it the iron ladder, where they have to switch back and forth the, the things yeah. and move the key ring up the ladder. I think that that's brilliant because I, it's so consistent and I love it. I think I'd be good at that, but I, of course, am not out there. Um, so given the fact that there was the iron ladder and I, I love table mazes, love table mazes. Um, I, I love balance and, and precision and I would like to think that I'd be relatively good at this challenge. What about you? Yeah. I'm glad that this episode had two race uh, challenges as opposed to like one endurance challenge. I hate endurance challenges because you really can tell who they're made for. And like the fact that Omer won last the uh, reward challenge, Marianne came in second. This is important. We need to balance out our challenges more. Exactly. Yeah. And another thing with the challenges is like, it, it, you know, it, it, we could go, you know, back uh, prior to Tori's boot, um, like, well, with after Tori's boot, I should say, um, like, we're talking about like challenge beasts. And it's like, it, Lindsay and Jonathan, obviously, quote, unquote, challenge beasts, they've now both won two immunities. Um, but if you th thinking about like the challenges they've won, it's mainly been endurance or physical, right. like, if, if we had, if we like, cause we've had, we had the one, I call it the Natalie Anderson challenge. Cause it's the one where they stand there and it's time she spit on herself. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Like they stand on the pole and they hold up, like, like it's purely physical. It's purely endurance, but you don't, so you don't get to see the players like a Marianne, like a Romeo who might be better at the strategic. Well, I guess not strategic, but social, uh, fuck not social either. Um, puzzle puzzles challenges yeah and so you don't get to see their potential dexterity and prowess on those and like it's it's very heavily slanted towards people like Lindsay and Jonathan who are very physical um and and, and so seeing a challenge that was a bit more diverse in its approaches was very nice because we did see a bit of equalization right well the challenge is on and Jonathan is leaping over the hurdles and Lindsay is of course on his tail when it comes to the puzzle steps, Jonathan is a muscle bro. He is not so smart. He can't figure out how to put those pieces in. So Lindsay's going to start to pull ahead before the next set of players get off to get to their next four pieces. Omar and Lindsay maneuver the ball for the table mates as Jonathan is just really, 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 really behind. But as we learn, the table maze is the equalizer as Jonathan is now able to pull ahead. Lindsay is back on his tail and... Once again, it's the battle between Lindsay and Jonathan. Before Jonathan will get his last ball, he will drop, letting Lindsay get to the end, navigate it safely, and win immunity. She is now safe and in the final five. As a Lindsay fan, I was very happy by this result. I was as well. Honestly, it was, um, I, especially on my rewatch, I was, um, I, I wrote down that uh, Jonathan said when, when Jeff was taking the immunity necklace off him, uh, it's coming back. I'm like, no, it's not. Hun. <laughs> nope. Nope. Well, not today. Jeff's going to remind us that this is going to be the last time the shot in the dark can be used. Thank God. But also we're going to have to discuss that because I got some opinions. Mike didn't want Lindsay to win and she could play the idol for Omer. So now it's time for plan B. Lindsay is going to get congratulated as they get back to camp as she feels awesome. It was her and Jonathan in the end, but Jonathan did not want Lindsay to win. And he knows that Mike and he are the biggest targets. So he is now going to target Romeo. Boring. That, yeah, I was going to, well, I mean, part of that I think is, is, I mean, let's be honest. If, if Romeo is going to end up winning this thing, it would be a huge shock. Like it to us as viewers, 
like Romeo's a non-entity. He has I as honestly much of some... a shot to win as that Heather lady did. <laughs> Who? I don't Heather, remember her. Fourth place Heather. I love it. Who? <laughs> Um, but, and that's coming from a Tiffany fan from last season. I was rooting for Tiffany so hard. Um, but, um, like, so we, I, I would imagine if I were playing like the editing wizards role right now, that Romeo was probably doing good stuff, playing a good game with a good alliance, but he clearly is, has no shot to win. And it ends up like probably like fifth place or something like or or fourth place fire loser or whatever um and so like you know targeting romeo might have been a good move in game as viewers we just don't see that it could have been a good move uh, because we think you'd be dumb not to have romeo sitting next to you as literally right. anyone else in the game um but what got me the most uh post immunity was I forget who it was, but they said, um, do we really need to split the vote tonight? And I'm like, if you have the numbers, you split the vote, unless you're Kelly, like, unless you want to pull a Kelly Wentworth and negate nine votes with an idol, like you always split the vote. (laughs) Like, I don't know why the question of do we need to split it was even asked. Well, Lindsay thinks the plan is for Jonathan and she's going to tell Marianne that he's a huge liability to win. According to her plan, there's no need to split anything as Mike will vote for Jonathan. Jonathan vote for Mike. The rest can go for Jonathan. It's easy peasy. Or is it? Romeo feels it makes sense to get rid of Jonathan as the backup person would likely be him. Omer will tell Mike that he, Lindsay, and Romeo are 100% on Jonathan and tells him that he needs to be on Jonathan too. The backup vote would be Mike. It should be a foolproof plan. Lindsay is convinced the votes are in order and tells Omer that she he should be safe but she would prefer not to play the idol so it doesn't go back into circulation now that is why i will defend Lindsay slightly because it makes sense because if it goes back in there and someone like mike gets it your entire rest of the game is done is it better to not allow it to go back into circulation it might be if you are fully 100 sure your plan is going to work Exactly. And look at what happened last week slash two weeks ago when an idol got played and then Marianne found it the next day. Exactly. And now she has it uh, and she's and she's in the final five. So, you know, she's guaranteed final four. Um, right. So, so it's very dangerous to play it. And I understand where she's coming from. Well, meanwhile, Marianne feels like Omer could win it all and she wants to show that she can win. So she could go with Lindsay and Omer's plan and use her extra vote to go with her plan or use the extra vote the way she wants to she wants to take a risk and make a big move so she's going to tell mike that he will tell jonathan to vote omer mike will be like but let's play it safe and just vote out romeo and omer will be next and marianne is like are you kidding are you not listening yeah you're not understanding what's going on here marianne marianne said i think um quote unquote this is what we're going to do okay (laughs) like she told Mm -hmm. like she read mike for filth and told him what they were going to do for this vote and in the end she turned out to be right with it so now mike is not going to use his idol he wants to be in the four she will think about what he said he's pissed she's playing survivor 18.0 and not survivor 2.0 and i'm like the game is evolving pretty quickly so we might actually be at 18.0 so calm yourself yeah and I, I wrote that down too. Is that a comment on her age? Because if it's a comment on her age, like being young and potentially naive, which is what how I kind of interpreted it, like she's clearly reading the game levels ahead of you. So maybe Survivor right. 18.0 is better. Marianne does not want to play it safe. She has her extra vote and her two votes give her a lot of power. So she's going to tell Romeo nothing from their conversation in League as she tells him about the extra vote. She tells him that they and Jonathan and Mike need to vote for Omer to make Mike and Jonathan feel okay if she decides, fine, put two votes on Romeo, but she will use her two votes and Romeo's vote to be on Omer. She trusts Romeo to follow through. She's not happy to be underestimated and goes in guns blazing, telling them it's riskier to keep Omer. She's going to go with her gut. I was like, this is going to be fun tribal. No matter what happens, someone's going to be blindsided. Uh, it's just how we're going to get to the blind side. And I'm really here for Marianne right now. 
Agreed. I was going to, like, when you said, like, someone's going to get blindsided, I'm like, it's not going to be Marianne, though, because Marianne's mm. kind of running this vote right now. Exactly. Um, with her two votes. But, uh, yeah, I <laughs> I thought it was, I honestly found it kind of humorous how Marianne was getting so frustrated with Jonathan. <laughs> like, he was, he was kind of, like, trying it's to. like talking to a brick wall. It is like trying to talk to a brick wall, um, but uh, that's what you get when you have a conversation with someone who was a security guard for Roy Moore. Um, <clears throat> anyway. uh, <laughs> but no, I, well, I, I, it I is a... go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to say it's, no, you're it's, good. it's funny how uh, it's funny to me, not only how frustrated she got with him, but also how right she was by being so frustrated. She was like, look, fuck this. I'm just, I'm just going to do what I know I need to do. And it worked. So like getting Marianne frustrated does absolutely nothing for you because she's just going to do what she wants to do and do it right. Exactly. It is a rainy night at Tribal. It's an intense night based on the looks they're going to give Jeff. After last week, Omer wonders if this Tribal will be intense too. Mike knows there is nowhere to hide at this point. There are very few people left to talk to. Romeo says that dynamic is changing and people are looking at more who they want to sit next to in the final three and not who they want to vote out Lindsay concurs that the shift is happening what are the best odds to be comfortable in the final three Omar doesn't agree with them as they've been playing the game since the beginning there just happened to be less people there and I'm like oh this is very interesting Omar is the wrong person in this conversation he has no idea what's going on yeah it it and I, I, I did watch an exit interview post-boot uh, with Erica Kasupanen from 41, Queen, um, and where Omar was like, as soon as uh, the first Romeo vote came up, I knew something was wrong. Like, he clearly did not have his finger on the pulse of what was happening this vote, obviously, because right. he went home. But um, what stood out to me the most from that was uh, how Romeo, and Romeo talked about, um, you know, voting based on, you know, who's going to be left afterward versus who you want to sit next to. And I'm like, we're in the final six. They're basically one in the same. Like you, yeah. we're getting down there. There's not really room to separate the two. And so I think that there's uh, a bit of a disconnect, at least on Romeo's part and potentially Omar's as well, because I don't think he quite understood the machinations of everyone else's game with this vote, mm-hmm. obviously, um, in, in how this vote was going to go and why people were voting the way that they were and what their goals were with the vote. Marianne feels that the shifts is happening depending on what their position in the tribe was. With wiggle, wiggle Room, you can think about the end game more. Lindsay is feeling confident with her decision and how the end will turn out. She just hopes they can feel they can trust her. Mike lives his life in trust, and he puts his trust in the hands of people he believes in. Omer feels that Lindsay's answer sums up the game of Survivor, and he is a Survivor confident in what will happen. But when you are Survivor confident, that can blow up in your face. To the, all the future players, don't say those words ever. Don't say Survivor confident. Don't ever say it. Don't ever say <laughs> don't it. Make it you don't make it a thing. Don't make it a thing. Because it's, the Survivor gods will smite you. Well, yeah, and it, it's also very reminiscent to me of, um, well, I think Hannah Shapiro from uh, Millennials vs. Gen X said it. Uh, what was the term, though? I've forgotten it. Thankfully, that people, like, should not use. Like, people say things yeah. and they become, like, oh, survivor colloquialisms. Don't use them. They're boring. They're overrated. Jeff is going to shove them down our throats either way. Can you just not right. use them, please? Um, uh, unless one of your um, confessional producers is forcing you to say it, don't offer it. They're setting exactly. you up. Or unless you win, then exactly. you can maybe say it. Yeah. But like Hannah Shapiro, zero vote finalist. Like, don't, don't say it. <laughs> so the impact of this vote will have is if no one lies it's the first time things will be hunky-dory but that has never happened according to jonathan it's not gonna be that easy someone also don't say hunky-dory on survivor <laughs> literally uh marianne notes that the shot in the dark and the idols can change everything in the vote a clean sweep can cause everything to be up the river if, with a pa- without a paddle if the people you are targeting have an idol omer says there is always a possibility of a hidden immunity idol that will cause split votes so you have to be very careful he is extra nervous as he could be on the receiving end of a blind side. 
And again, it's like, oh, you know. Why would you say that? You know you're going to go home if you do. No, he doesn't. And that's what's so sad. It is. Because I know if I were on Survivor and I said that, like, kicked out. They, all the producers are writing this down, being like, use this phrase, use this phrase. This episode is going to be amazing. And they got it. They yeah. got an amazing episode. It's time to vote. No advantages are played. No shot in the dark is played. By a vote of three to two to two, Omer is in fact blindsided. Omer had three votes from Marianne, two votes, and Romeo. Romeo had two votes from Mike and Jonathan. Jonathan had two votes from Lindsay and Omer. This all made sense based on what we had seen. Was this the best move and who did it benefit? Oh, well, um, I would say, first and foremost, I think that the conversation Marianne had about the shot in the dark, like, would it would it not be played? Like, who does that benefit? Like, prior to the vote, I think that that conversation really showed that Marianne has been paying attention this whole game. Um, in terms of the vote, I mean, who does it not benefit but Marianne? I mean, she pulled off. Right a huge move. And we saw it with the jury's reaction as well. Like we first saw the jury's reaction after the, I think it was after it was the first, this, the first Romeo or not first Romeo, um, first Omar vote. Like people were like, whatever. We saw Drea doing like a whole fist bump thing. Um, and then we saw after the second Omar vote, when Omar actually reached out to Marianne and said, did you do this? Pretty good. Reminiscent of Michaela and Jay and, and millennials with Gen X. Um, and then, like, the jury reacted, like, holy shit, Marianne did that. <laughs> like, right. I mean, how does it not stand out? The question that comes after that is, how does Marianne make it to final three after that? Which because we'll obviously Omar was a threat. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but, so. Yeah, crazy. Let, let's go through this. Should Lindsay have played it safe and given the idol to Omar? And was there a reason that Omar did not play the shot in the dark? I firmly hate the shot in the dark. Hate it so much. But for Omer, knowing he had nothing to save himself and not having a guarantee from Lindsay that he would get it, he should have played it no matter what. I know he would have lost a vote and he knows Marianne had an extra vote there. It still would have been beneficial. Yeah. I I honestly haven't given that much, given it that much thought. Uh, Yeah. I, I, I would say I probably agree with you just because like no matter because Omar clearly trusted Marianne to not pull what she did. Um, right. The question is, should he have trusted her that much? Obviously, the answer is no. But like, if you if he had to reflect on the game and do it again, like, would you trust someone that much no matter what? Um, with Lindsay, I <laughs> my favorite quote from somebody over the seasons has been, um, "Like nobody wants a souvenir." You have an idol. It's the last night you can use it. In her case, amulet become idol. Um, it's the last night you can use it. You have immunity. Make a move. Yeah. Play it on somebody else. I mean, look, that's pretty much probably what won Natalie Anderson, Sam Wandel, sir. Because playing the, the, idol the, the move here, if, if she played it on Omer and Omer does, in fact, get saved, Omer's done. He can't win because he, ne- he would have lost. And Lindsay is the reason why he's still there. It, it helps her. It, it really it pretty much guarantee it, it guarantee it pretty much guarantees a Lindsay win if she makes it to final three. It would yes. depend on the immunities. Honestly, I think she would have to probably yes. win immunity to get there every single time. Um, but that being said, who's she really up against? Jonathan, which is I guess like fine because she's obviously been shown to be able to beat Jonathan. But uh, also, Jonathan's not that good at challenges. <laughs> like he's good, but he's not that good. All right, so with Omer clarifying that Marianne did in fact pull this off, does this help her cause for getting the victory in the end? I think if she gets to the end, she has a much better shot than anyone would have predicted in the first half of the season when she was constantly being called annoying and loud. The one, and person, too much. The one person I don't think she can beat is Lindsay. At this point in time, I, don't I agree think she with can you. Beat Lindsay. I agree with you. So for her to get to the end, what has to happen is Lindsay has to go out next. Let whoever play fire, um, some combination of Mike, Jonathan, Romeo. If she sits next to any combination of the two of them, she's going to win. And it's not because and of I... her like strong gameplay. It's because she's a good person, a good social player, and the others are just not as likable. 
No, I agree with you, especially, I mean, and nothing against Romeo. I'm sure Romeo is great, but like based on what we've seen, like anybody beats Romeo in the end. So, you know, if she's sitting next Literally to Literally what Romeo else, is, is the fucking sick from queen? Micronesia. No, he's the fucking sick from Micronesia. That's all he is. Play him as an immunity idol because that's all he's doing oh, there. no. Yeah, um, I, I do yeah. think... I do think that whoever wins, so let's just, if, if we're going to spitball something, final, so we're at final five, if, let's just say Jonathan wins immunity, final five, right? Um, so he's guaranteed final four. Number one, you'd be dumb not to vote out Lindsay, because mm-hmm. Lindsay beats everybody. And number two, the next vote, you would be dumb not to send Marianne to fire. Like, if you took Marianne with you to the final three, the it's, <laughs> you're done. You're done. <laughs> Got some burning questions to wrap this podcast. Um, first off, what is Omer's legacy? Um, I would say Omer's legacy is just being like, like, yes, being, I don't know if he was the first Muslim contestant or the first like openly practicing on the show, Muslim contestant on the show, but um, it, it demonstrating that you know, faith really doesn't matter when you're playing a game for a million dollars. And I mean, let me rephrase that actually. Um, people of all faiths and all uh, beliefs and everything can all come together on one reality TV show and play a game hard for a million dollars. And exactly. the fact that they are XYZ faith makes no difference. I ask it every week. After 11 episodes, the winner of the season is. Lindsay or Marianne, it, whichever one of them gets there. I, all season long, every single week have said, Lindsay, this is the week I can't say it anymore. She ruined it. She fucked her own game up. I, I, think, I think she's going to go. Gonna win. Marianne's going to win. It, it, I, um, I, I, I don't think a woman's going to lose this season. Marianne's going to win, and I'm going to be very happy because she's the poster girl of the show right now. She has brought so much life back into Survivor because she's yeah. a real authentic human. Yeah, she, like, like I was super thrilled with Erica's win last year, and we could have a whole different conversation about, like, the Xander lovers who think Xander should have won. Fuck off, honestly. Um, I think Erica brought a lot Listen, of life Listen, he especially. is very cute. He is very attractive. I would like to make sweet, sweet love to him. Shit, he played a shit game, though. Him, I agree with all those things before that. Him apparently dating Andrew Belke right now is weird because she's a cougar, apparently. Um, but go off sis. He he is very hot. I um it's not fair. I, I could not if have, I were I out on have an a, island, if I were on the island, I may have screenshotted island, a couple of bad. photos of him on my phone, but <laughs> it would be anyway. I would be like not be able to sleep next to him on the bed. Um, but I would totally make it happen. At a at a reward challenge where it was the three like three other people yeah, too. Exactly. <laughs> But no, I think I think like I'm I'm a big Erica fan. I think that being the first female winner since Sarah was, you know, needed. But I also think she won on her own merit, of course. Um, sure. And I don't think I just don't think the other guys this season have it in them. Really, I yeah. like uh, maybe like everyone's saying like go Jonathan. Jonathan's a challenge beast. He's won no. two immunities and he has a shit personality. Like exactly. Like he's not going to win against Lindsay or Marianne. So. What is he going to do with winning a million dollars? Get more eggs to make himself bigger. <laughs> he doesn't need to win. Honestly. Um, yeah. I, I, and again, like the past two episodes, I don't like Mike. I don't like the character Mike is trying to say he is and then did not de- defies what he does. Like, again, I'm still going back to the Lydia vote. You, you take, you say you take a bullet for her and then vote her out. I don't believe yeah, you. I can't trust you. Very. He jumps ship very Hypocrite. fast and that's going to show in the jury. Like he's if, he, if he's up there, yeah, he is it, lucky I agree. Lydia is not there. That's very fair with her big fat ass, quote unquote, from her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big fat juice, right. I think. <laughs> Where can we find you on social media? And if you want to share your Venmo and are any projects you want to plug? Oh my gosh, my Venmo, crazy! Uh, like I'm like a high level prostitute. Uh, <laughs> no, social media. If you want to find me, Crayola, C R A E O L A, Twitter, Instagram, all the rest. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. This was fun. Thank you for having me. I've never really talked Survivor that much with someone and I loved it. (laughs) 